guys. Welcome to Broke Teachers Travel. I'm Marnie. And I'm Jeff. And today we're talking a little more about Jeff's adventure in Egypt. So you went to more than just Cairo. Oh yeah, I went all over Egypt and uh, there's still a lot of places I would like to go. But, um, you know, it was a cool, cool adventure. So after Cairo, did you head, which direction did you head? All right, um, we started in Cairo and started going south. So that's kind of what was going on there. And where where'd you end up next? Um, in a place called Saqqara. And um, for anybody that just absolutely loves history and, um, you know, Egypt is one of those great places. But Saqqara is so cool because most archaeologists believe that the Saqqara Pyramid is the oldest pyramid or pyramid-like structure in the world. Pyramid-like structure. So it's not your typical pyramid. Correct. And um, and it's actually a stepped pyramid. And, and they're very similar to, um, it's very similar to what you'll see oftentimes in Central and South America. That's what I was about to ask you because I was thinking that that's what they use there, right. you know, and I didn't know, is it similar? And, and what happens is there was kind of an evolution in the burial process. And um, they started off with what was called a mastabas, which is kind of like the first level of that steeped pyramid. And then later on, they added other levels at the same kind of angles. And that's what mm -hmm. gave it that kind of stepped. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That's really cool. Now, is there, like you said, they think it's the oldest. Any idea on the like dating of that um at least five thousand years old so wow. you know so that is incredible you, to me you know and, and to me you know in, in you you know we've traveled and we've seen some pretty old stuff yeah and yet some of it it's like oh well here is this and when we look at the pyramids it is 2,000 or 2,500 years older than a lot of the temples that that we've seen and wow you know in in Rome and or Greece and places like yeah. that so yeah that really throws it into perspective because yeah, we have seen a lot of antiquity type things, and it that's that's crazy. Yeah, uh, um, you know, and so like I said, it's a step pyramid. You start off with the first level of the mastabas, and then it's the next level and the next level, and it goes up and up and up. And um, this particular um, pyramid, and again, you know, there's an argument: is it a ziggurat? Is it a pyramid? Is it a pyramid-like structure? Well, it's called Dozier's Pyramid, and, and so Dozier yeah. is the guy that was originally buried there. All right, guys, this is the uh, Pyramid of Dozier. Behind me, it's the oldest pyramid in Egypt. You can see that it's a step pyramid. Imhotep was the name of the architect. Later, he will actually be one of the few people in Egyptian um, mythology or real history that's going to be um, given the rank of a deity because of his, uh, because of his brilliance. Um, one of the things that's really interesting is that um, there is a guy named Imhotep, and Imhotep was viewed as the first architect, and he was oh. the one that um, supposedly laid out the plans and built this. Okay. And so his mathematic formulas and things like that will be used in later, um, you know, buildings of things. But the um, they actually kind of improve on it every time and mm -hmm. he is one of the few uh, characters in Egyptian mythology unlike in Greek mythology and Roman mythology a lot of times uh, people are deified you know they're made right. into deity and all of that stuff um, he's one of the few people in Egyptian mythology that was viewed to be deified and uh, made a god because of his um, 
you know, his mathematical skills. Okay, th- so they took real life and pulled it into mythology, right. and that that's cool. I didn't know that. Right, you know, and, and so again, when you think they did that with like Julius Caesar and people, you yeah. know, and, and yet, but when they did that, that was 2,500 years after this guy, so, you know, yeah. he, he's, he's kind of viewed as, as the first, um, and so that, that was just really, really interesting. Another thing that, um, and I only have a few pictures of this. This wasn't some of my better work because this was where I got called in that sandstorm and, you know, sand was in my eyes and everything. And I'm just, yeah. and I'm just trying to so make. So it makes photographing right. hard. You know, every time I tried to open my mouth, I'd get a, a <laughs> mouthful of sand. sand. And, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just as unpleasant in Egypt as it is here. Um, but there is a couple of pyramids. Uh, it looks over, you look over and it. They're kind of like wonky structures that kind of almost look like big piles of, you know, rock. And those were originally pyramids that um, a couple of things happened. Um, some just, you know, uh, collapsed over time. Um, Maybe but, because the technology right, wasn't there right. yet and, and it didn't hold up. And, and, you know, well, you know, and I think that, but then the oldest one was the one, was that, the one that, held the, up. that held up. Yeah. And, and so maybe people try, tried to come in and didn't do quite as good a job. That's what I was about to say. Maybe it was the builder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and the other thing that was so interesting and tragic also is that um, at different times, a couple of things happened that you would have another Pharaoh or you would have another you know, much later, other empires, they would come in and they needed to build, say, an aqueduct or a road. And they're like, hey, we got all this cut stones over here. So they would just go and dismantle these these pyramids and make other stuff out of them. And so you could see that throughout Egypt. And there's one or two pictures. Recycling is one thing, but don't steal someone's pyramid. Well, well, you know, and and I didn't learn. I, I, you know, I learned so much from this. But I, uh, you know, there was a the Great Pyramids, the three that we talked about last week. Um, in the late 1800s to build, help build some dams and stuff. Um, the guy that was the Sultan of the Ottoman empire said, well, just take tear all those down and, no, and do that. No, and, 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 you history. know, yeah. And, and so, but, but those kind of things did happen. So, yeah. Yeah. Which it's funny to me because the people who created all this stuff, I don't think viewed it as valuable as we view these pieces of history, you know, because I mean, they were living in the moment, so they didn't, you know, right now to they, them, it was just another pyramid, right? You know, and they saw it as the burial place for their deity right, or their God, right? And, and so it was important in that aspect, but but, but the have, actual structure, right. eh, not so much. But you know, one of the things that is kind of cool because they think about, like, you know, I don't know if they made those things if they really thought, you know, 5,000 years from now. People would, would still be standing. Yeah, and and, yeah. and it is, you know, it's just like I said, I use the word amazing and incredible, and I, I need to look up some but more the, words. But, I mean, how else do you describe right. it? You yeah. know, I mean, this is, like you said, 5,000 years old. It's still standing today, and it's in beautiful shape, right. you know. How did someone with as little technology as they had at that time pull this off? How did they do that and create something that can withstand the test of time and withstand the weathering and things like that. Yet today, 
we can't create a building that will last right. even close to anything and, like that. And you're you talking know? about 5,000 years of history, multiple wars, sandstorms, yeah. earthquakes, all of those things. Um, you know, one of the things that was, was kind of cool, and it was another place that we were at, and my tour guide made a, a great point. He said, I said, well, man, that doesn't look like it's completed. What, what happened? He said, man, we learn more from stuff that we find that wasn't completed. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he says, well... And we went around to the other side and he said, do you see that? That looks like, you know, all that mud stacked there, that big kind of hill. And he said, yeah. He says, what we realized is that they would, when they were building both the Mastabas, the step pyramids, and then finally the great pyramids, mm -hmm. that they would make um, basically mud brick um, ramps. And that was how they would get the things up. And then after it was all done, they would take the mud brick and basically, um, you know, water it down into mud again and then move it and then put the oh. sheen and everything on it. So that was okay. pretty cool. Okay, that's very inventive. Right. I mean, very, wow. Yeah, I that's mean. impressive. Yeah, and, and it was one of those things because people have always asked me, well, how do they, and I'm like, there's a lot of theory, but when you saw this, and again, this this was a recent excavation within the last 20 years that kind of put mm -hmm. light on that, so. Wow. That that's just amazing. I mean, here you go. We have a tool. Now it's gone. Right. You know that. Yeah, I love that. That's you know, cool. It, it was kind of like you think about when we build. You know, these massive buildings. We have all the cranes and everything, and then we take them away, and there, there's a beautiful building. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow, it's just incredible to me to think that that long ago they thought of all this right. stuff. You know, I mean, you don't. You just don't picture that in right. your mind when you're thinking of ancient history. Right. You know, you think of the more, you know, the most basic of tools, the most basic of ideas, but they they had so much forethought, you know. And, and they were talking about, you know, and what you're realizing when you're talking about cutting limestone and things like that, you have other rock tools and that's it. And they, they were talking to me and they were showing us how they would actually basically drill these kind of holes in and put water in it and wait for the water to expand. And it would crack it kind of in a straight line. So there was a... Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to babble about that nonstop, but but it is impressive. I think it's the the art thing in me goes, right. wait, architecture, right. this is right. so cool. You right. know, how they built it and everything is amazing. And, and you know, what happens as we get newer, more and more modern, you know, in Egypt. So as we go from, this was kind of the, the first thing, but then later we'll see when we get to other temples and other places how much the architecture is you know just everywhere yeah and um you know that that was one of the things and um one of the other things at Saqqara that is so cool was and this was you know I was happy because I got out of the sandstorm but <laughs> but we we went down in a tomb and it was a tomb of a guy named Fatahotep okay okay and this guy was not a pharaoh, but a, I want to say he was a regular guy. He was a wealthy guy. He was the vizier. He was kind of the, would be like the secretary of state or the prime minister. So he minister. had a title. Right. He just wasn't, he wasn't in the upper rankings. Right. So basically the vizier is the number two guy that, one really the guy that does all the work, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like a prime minister to a king where the king right. has a title in the bloodline. Um, but the coolest thing about him was, when he died, he was wealthy. People knew who he was. They didn't go all out like a, a pyramid, but they made a tomb for him. And this tomb is largely intact. Um, the, the carvings on the wall tell his life story. And oh, wow. 
And so, yeah, that was that was really interesting. Yeah. Guys, these are mascabas. These were uh, basically um, these were basically uh, tombs for nobles. They're a lot flatter. Um, you see some equipment over here that didn't win so well. Wow, that that's really cool that they went that far. Yeah. I mean, yes, like you said, he had a title, but he wasn't the in the upper, right. you know, echelon there. He right. was, you know lower right. level but yeah they still went to that extent right and again and, you know he's he had the money to have this done and remember all of these people if you had money yeah, you, could do you, a lot. You, you were going to go all out and even people that didn't have money um one of the things i learned there is they had uh just like we do funeral homes and they had really? yeah and and they had uh basically mummification they they had this level where you could have these these you can amenities. buy this package <laughs> exactly that's exactly what it was and so um yeah so so those were all okay. over and well and he was wealthy enough to have the big package and yeah. um you know some and we'll you'll see in some of the the pictures some of the color is still there but again we're talking about five thousand year old which is amazing there's any color still and, there but the stonework there's when you first go in um you see this kind of depiction of him and his son and, mm -hmm. you know, his son when he was a little boy. And there were two things that really stuck out to me. Um, and one was that there were all these people coming in a procession and they were all holding these ducks. And I'm like, I being from Florida, you know, I've got some friends that are, are crazy duck hunters. Yes. yes. And, and there are Egyptian ducks here. Okay. okay. And you know, up, a, up a little bit further north of where we are, it, duck hunting is still a big deal in Egypt. And oh. so 5,000 years ago, this guy loved duck hunting. And okay. so his friends, to honor him, were bringing, you know, these gifts to, you know, again, he's dead, but to honor him yeah. to the afterlife, all of these ducks. It's and so, so yeah. you look at all of these pictures and you'll see it, that they're holding these ducks and these swans by their, their head and all of this stuff and, wow. and taking them to there. All right, guys, I'm inside of a tomb of a nobleman in um, Saqqara, Egypt. Uh, some pretty cool stuff here. There's some hieroglyphics on the wall. Uh, they're bringing gifts to the deceased person. And, um, you know, the, the gifts they're bringing are things like duck and lotus flowers and things of that nature. So, pretty cool. This is a depiction of the man and his son. That's just crazy, you know, to think that they did that. That they would, you know, sculpt that right. into the wall to honor him like that. And and one of the things that, you know, when you look at different tombs, um, and, and we'll talk about this later when we get to King Tut's, some of them were just painted on, but uh -huh. but these are actually sculpted into the wall, you know, at half an inch, you know, thick. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, so that was cool. It, there was this deal about, you know, the cattle that he owned and these people um, herding the cattle. And you can see the cows and you it can see. It just amazes me that after this long, it's still there. Like you can still, like the relief, the, you know, right. it, it, it's amazing. I mean, with all that <laughs> sand and the weathering and the earthquakes, like you said, that this is still standing and it's still intact and you can still see the art and, 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 and one of the cool things, because it is a tomb and it was protected from, yeah, protected, from, from that, but, but, but now people, from earthquakes right, right, and things, right, absolutely. You know. And um, so when, when you looked in there, they, there was this one part that was really interesting that he had, there were all of these, these 
pictures and there was some sign above it in my my tour guide who again I can't say enough great things about him he was a legitimate Egyptologist and he said oh that means the number 10,000 so he says here that he has 10,000 goats 10,000 this 10,000 that and he said probably didn't have any of that stuff but you know he kind of padded the numbers bragging rights I, you know and um you know, and going back to that deal about the, the ducks and about, you know, the, the cattle and all of those things. Well, when you go to the, the Nile Delta, you still see people duck hunting. You still see people, you know, being cattle drivers all in that area. So, again, what they depicted 5,000 years ago is still, still happening today, which is, you know, pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, the, the other thing, and, and I made this, this point about this, is if, if you know me, you know I've been a wrestling coach, and I love it. It's one of the greatest sports, the oldest sports in the world. And my tour guide said, so you start at the very top, and that was his younger days, and then you come down to, you know, kind of where he's at his midpoint of his life. Mm -hmm. But he says, look right up there, and I'm like, Oh my God, man! He is wrestling. There are oh, the, the, wow. the, these depictions of the him as a young man wrestling, and you know, there's this one where he's actually throwing the opponent over his head. And I'm like, Oh my gosh! <laughs> and so yeah, you have to wonder: Did he embellish that a little bit? Yeah. Was he really that great of a wrestler? Well, well, well I know I do. So I mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you know, you know, human nature hasn't changed Absolutely, in five thousand yes. years, but. Um, You know, so again, those were some of the cool things. Also, this guy, uh, Fatahotep, was often credited um, by many historians as writing the first ever book. Oh, wow. And, and as a vizier, you know, one of the things you had to keep track of, you know, how, you know, the, you know, everything from the weather to the production of grain mm -hmm. to this and that. And, you know, other people argue, well, it really wasn't him and it was a grandson. I'm like... I don't care whoever did it. Somebody I, I, in that family did it. You know, and, and so, you know, whatever they were wanting to do 5,000 years ago, they actually made it happen because, you know, myself and hundreds of people every day go in there and read about this guy's life. I mean, how cool is yeah. that, that? And again, he was an important guy, did a lot of things, but, you know, he still enjoyed wrestling. You know, he yeah. enjoyed, you know. He was a the, real right, person. Right, real person. And, and, and it, it's... It's amazing to think that someone that is portrayed right. in the reliefs and things like that, right. that they were a real person. They did right. have this history. They did do these normal everyday right. things. And, you and, know. And, and that is kind of the biggest the human side. Of right. It. And, and that's the biggest difference when you look at, you know, these Mastabas and these viziers who weren't part of the kind of role bloodline because when you go in there and you see theirs it's almost always you know they're how great they are and they've done yeah. all of these things and they embellish that too as well but oh, yeah. but um you know and always depictions of the gods and the afterlife and them ruling but you know hey man you know this guy liked to duck hunt this guy yeah. liked to wrestle this guy was proud of his son this guy was you know all of those things that five thousand years later i could say kind of reminds Same me of me thing. you know yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Right. I love that. that. It just brings it all into perspective right. that we're all just people, right. you know, right. and, and we all like similar things. And it's just part of human nature, it, you know. And, you know, as much as technology may change over the years, human nature, who we are, the things that we enjoy, the things we don't enjoy. You know, I I was it's so funny. Like I said, I have a good friend of mine that he talks about duck hunting 
24-7. That's his greatest passion. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, man, if there is reincarnation, then, um, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> then, 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 uh, Emenhotep is, uh, is probably, uh, my friends reincarnated like yeah. that because there, there were ducks all over this tomb, but that was really neat. I love that. Yeah. It brings it all around and makes the world a much smaller place. Right, right. Travel, travel does that. Yep. It's a great thing. Well, I think that's going to do it for today. Thanks for hanging out with us. We've enjoyed it. And we are planning something big coming up. We do have an adventure planned. Oh, we do? just a few weeks. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay. Yes, yeah. we do. <laughs> so we're going to be keeping you guys posted on that. We've got more content coming up for you. And stay tuned. We've got more on Egypt and some other things we're going to be sharing with you guys. So hang out. Hit that subscribe button. Like and follow us on socials and on YouTube. And remember... Break the monotony. Not the bank. Bye, guys. Have a good night.